We will run down the um, the top three knuckleheads of the Super Bowl here in about 15, 20 minutes, six fifteen or so. But in in doing some research of that, we you know we've got the top three, but there are some great honorable mentions uh, we could get to, like things on the field. Thomas Hollywood Henderson of the Cowboys doing cocaine in the middle of the game <laughs> against the. Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. Steelers ended up winning in 79, 35-31. But they said he filled an empty bottle of nasal spray with a vicious mixture of cocaine and water and slipped it into the pocket of his uniform pants just in case, he thought. He indulged before the game, and then after the third quarter, he forced a Bradshaw fumble that led to a touchdown that night, and, you know, he backed up some of his chatter but his teeth were chattering, too, at the time. I'm guessing that is not the first and only game that Hollywood Henderson did cocaine. I'm sure. He had the reputation. You mentioned Max McGee uh, playing in the Super Bowl, completely hungover. What was his story that night before he didn't expect to play? Yeah, he was not. He was told he, he was probably not going to get into the game. And so he was okay with that. And so he went out the night before the game. I think it was with Paul Horning. And those guys hit hit the bars, you know, blew off curfew, the whole deal. And then, you know, he comes in at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and gets a couple hours of sleep thinking he's just going to be sitting on the bench the whole game. That's fine. And is told first thing in the morning, somebody was hurt. Somebody couldn't go. You're going. He was told you're in. Thurman Thomas not being able to find his helmet when the Super Bowl started in Super Bowl 26. They said his, his he had a ritual. He would place his helmet at the 34-yard line. That was his number. And he would place his helmet at the 34-yard line. But they said during the Super Bowl, they thought maybe they'd moved it when Harry Connick Jr. came out to sing the national anthem. And he couldn't find his damn helmet for the first series of the game. And then one of the other ones they mentioned... Not so much a player on the field, but in the locker room celebration afterwards, and this was documented by the NFL film Steve Sable, the Steelers fan that got into the shower and showered with the Super Bowl champions after Super Bowl Eight, after the win over the Cowboys, um, Steve Sable says, I'm heading to the Steelers locker room to be the first cameraman there when I spot an unfamiliar face, a pasty little white bald guy. And according to Sable, the fan went over to Larry Brown's locker and actually started fielding questions from reporters. And the reporters realized this guy wasn't an athlete, and he got dressed and walked out of the locker room. Um, He said, I'd been around, Steve Sable said, I'd been around the Steelers' locker room long enough to know this guy wasn't a trainer or an equipment guy. Who the hell was he? It was obvious he wasn't a player. So I walked over to Joe Green at his locker. During the course of the interview, the guy comes out of the shower and starts getting dressed in front of the locker next to Joe's. And I said, Joe, who is this guy? And Joe's exact words was, I don't know who he is. (laughs) Dude is showering with the Steelers after the Super Bowl. (laughs) And telling that story years later, nobody's going to believe it. Yes. Nobody is going to believe when he trying to tell that story to his friends in the bar. Yeah, I showered with the Steelers. Sure, yeah, sure you did. Sure you did. No, really, I did. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, the, the knuckleheads that we're going to have here in about 15 minutes, 
These are the three biggest knuckleheads in Super Bowl history for what they did off the field within 24 hours of the game that, in at least two of the cases, prevented them from getting onto the field. And one of them is a former Seahawk. 